0: You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there, like a splinter in your mind, driving you mad. It is this feeling that has brought you to me.
1: Welcome, welcome. I'm here. I'm back. It's a Taste to Consider podcast. I'm your host, Derek Silver, and I am here.
0: The Matrix is a system, Neil. That system is our enemy. But when you're inside, you look around, what do you see? Businessmen, teachers, lawyers, carpenters, the very minds of the people we are trying to save. But until we do, these people are still a part of that system and that makes them our enemy. You have to understand, most of these people are not ready to be unplugged. And many of them are so inert, so hopelessly dependent on the system, that they will fight to protect it were you listening to me neo or were you looking at the woman in the red dress
1: i'm here i'm back yes indeed another episode of a taste to consider podcast yes ah man ah this is what episode seven yeah episode seven um episode six was uh what the heck was episode six about wow that's not (laughs) I forgot already (laughs) what was episode six about oh yeah um celebrity worship and extreme fandom who do you believe in um yeah I got good feedback from that episode always been good and good feedback I appreciate y'all uh yeah it's funny how when you when you do stuff when you write stuff or if you uh having a discussion with somebody argument debate whatever um even with the podcast uh you go back and listen to it or you read it again or you sitting around later on thinking be like damn i should have put that in damn i left that out damn why didn't i say that yeah (laughs) i was thinking about that when i was uh Editing the last episode, talking about celebrity worship and stuff, because there's just so much, so many uh layers to to that topic. Um, even you know, uh, to the point where I was sitting back thinking, and I was like, you know, I forgot to mention about as far as like relationship aspect, because you hear a lot of people talking about uh relationship goals, hashtag relationship goals. And a lot of the celebrity worship comes from that aspect, too. Uh, A lot of people out here see the celebrities. uh, Example, not, you know, outwardly pointing them out, but, you know, Jay-Z, Beyonce and stuff like that. And people, you know, saying hashtags, relationship goals, you know, posting that on social media, stuff like that. And a lot of people, they... They want their relationships to look exactly like these celebrities that they worship in, or they, you know, got that extreme fandom going on with. <laughs> and that's something that I see a lot, and I forgot to put that in there. Excuse me, but I'm saying it now. And that's another thing that I forgot to mention the celebrity worshiping on the uh, relationship part. And this, and this. <laughs> And sad to say, and I'm I'm not trying to you know point the finger at anybody, but it's a lot of women do it. A lot of women, you know, they want they hashtag relationship goals all off off a of, you know celebrity and not knowing what's going on, and you know not to keep pointing it to Jay Z and Beyonce, but you know people was out there saying relationship goals, relationship goals, and then come to find out here come the uh, lemonade. Uh, Song and album or whatever it was, but yeah. <laughs> so then, you know, people get kind of quiet real quick, and then they bust back and be like, "Well, look, she's strong, girl. She's strong. You know, she forgave him and all that other stuff." But you just never know what's going on in in anybody's relationship, and you know, can't always be a situation where you know it's we looking, you know, it's an outside looking in type situation, and you you want to match your, your life up against somebody that you don't even know, that you're not even seeing 24-7. You're seeing one second, a little clip, a flash of, of their life, you know, a highlight, so to speak. And, you know, you just got to be careful about that. You know, we, we have to get to the point where we start discovering who we are uh individually um you know the things that we like what we need uh what we require um boundaries uh what we enjoy doing what makes what you know adds to our our happiness you know uh outwardly um you know these are the things that we we have to figure out for ourselves because you know we'll be lost forever trying to follow behind somebody Especially somebody that we don't even know. Especially uh, uh, a whole industry that is all about selling. You know, they're selling uh, an image. Part of that image that they're selling is what, what you know, gets us to buy into anything that they're, you know, putting out there to us. So we just got to be careful with that. Um, let me go with my cigar and drink for the day. It's a Monday afternoon. Um, I'm keeping it light because uh, it's a work week. And, um, you know, I don't want to go too heavy at the start of the week. But right now I'm uh, smoking uh, a Odyssey Connecticut cigar. Um, I've had this before. It was, this was like a, a cheap clearance bin cigar that I pick up from time to time when, it, when I just, you know, want to have a, a quick smoke or something and I'm uh like I said I'm keeping it light so um I'm drinking some red wine um I've had this before too on a on one of the previous episodes it's a San Antonio Cardinal American sweet red uh it's pretty much my favorite wine these days uh good wine uh they say it's sweet it's, it's not overly sweet um got a nice little kick to it um the cigar is it's just a quick smoke uh it's it's light it's a um a light cigar, nothing major uh and plus my skin's playing tonight on monday night football and yeah <laughs> owen oh two and the rare skins are notorious for being terrible on. Primetime games, and actually, I think they're like uh, two and sixteen on Monday Night Football. The last time they won a Monday Night game was in two thousand and twelve with RG three, and before that, I think it was like in nineteen seventy something or nineteen sixty something. I'm like, damn, I don't feel too good about this going having the possibility of being zero and three. But yeah, it's uh, the world is is interesting as usual um you know, in celebrity news, you have Takashi six nine the rapper, and he's uh finally been testifying uh what was it last week last week he was on the stand testifying for like two three days, yeah, and he's doing a lot of talking <laughs> a lot of talking. What I always find was funny about this situation, though, everybody knew that he wasn't a street dude, even the street dudes that he was hanging with. So what the hell did they expect if they sitting there doing crimes with a a, a dude that's not from the streets? And then if y'all get caught, what y'all think going to happen? I mean, <laughs> that's just common sense to me. And then uh, you have, a, you know, so many people on social media and stuff, you know, uh, talking about 6ix9ine, talking about his snitch and stuff, and 99.5 of these people are street people, and they sitting here trying to call somebody else a snitch. <laughs> this is crazy, man. I just swear, people, man, just be following, but just be following. But, um, also, you got uh, Antonio Brown, yeah. <laughs> uh, what was it, yesterday, Saturday? Was it Saturday? Uh, he got released from the Patriots, so that's what. Um, He got released Well, he's been on three teams In, in the past, what Five, six months <laughs> And He got that whole sexual assault thing Going on And a a b man, he's a wild boy He's a wild boy And he still ain't learned his lesson After he got released He's he sending out tweets to the Patriots Talking about the uh, Patriots owner Going back, talking about Ben Roethlisberger and whoever else, and I mean, he got the wrong people around him, man. Wrong people around him. And uh, another thing, uh, the Dennis Rodman uh, 30 for 30 documentary that came on ESPN uh, last week, Uh, I checked it out, and I thought it was a great documentary. It went into, you know, about his life and everything, um, his career and stuff. And it just shows you that you just never know what's going on in somebody's life. And, you know, the effect that uh, a person's childhood had on them. And I encourage everybody to to go check that, that documentary out. Um, you know, a lot of the things that he went through in his childhood was just playing out severely in his adult life and you know so just a lot of mental mental health issues and everybody that's why I will I will always feel this way everybody has mental health issues because nobody came from a perfect household childhood and anything you know um and if you don't break those those cycles those as they say generational curses you know you'll pass them along and You know, I was shocked to even know that I didn't know Dennis Rodman had kids. And, you know, he's kind of playing the same thing out that he did, you know, that happened in his own childhood. Not everything, but to a degree, um, you know, uh, not solely in his children's lives and stuff like that. And, you know, from him wearing the dresses, the makeup, you know, coloring his hair, uh, all that stuff start and stem from his childhood and i don't you know want to go in it too too deep because you know i encourage you to to see it because it's always good when people see those things they actually you know it it hits better you know it's actually something that's believable you're you you're able to have more sympathy for a person when you when you see you know uh where they where they came from uh see what happened to them and stuff like that so it was a real good uh documentary and it goes to show you that you know a lot of these athletes and stuff uh when you see them acting out the way that they are that you know it's it's always something deeper it's it's never just that you know that they feel like it you know s- some of them may you know but i i'll the way that i feel about it is it may be like a one percent of of people who who just just do it just because but you know a lot of people uh, they're playing out you know the trauma and the you know all the bad things that happen in their lives and it's it's sad because you know uh a lot of times we just don't know what's going on we just don't know what's 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 happening to us you know we can be in so much pain and, and stuff and we don't even realize that we're acting out you know um so yeah, check the uh, 30 for 30 out, the Dennis Rodman one. Um it was it was really good. Um going into uh today's topic, um there's something that I, I came across, I'm sure plenty of you seen it and heard it by now. Um is let me find a clip while I'm talking. It was uh Fantasia, she was on the uh, Breakfast Club uh, last week. And she was uh, on there to promote her album and stuff like that. And at one point, they started speaking about uh, relationships and stuff. And she was speaking about uh, submitting you know, in your relationship, submitting to your man and stuff. So I'm going to pull this clip up, and, you know, uh, I'll start giving my viewpoints on it and, you know, how I how I saw it, you know, uh, how I feel about it. Uh, first, let me take a puff. Okay, let me pull this clip up.
0: Can't be a leader because a lot of women at like, like no, you know I can lead in my household. I can do this in my household. What does that mean? That's not
2: how it's supposed to be, and that's why we bump heads. And I feel like it's a generational thing. And we could talk. We can go real deep on that. And I might need. I don't need to start that, but it's a generational curse. And
3: mm-hmm.
2: how society have placed our men
3: mm-hmm.
2: and women have to, to to stand up and be the mother and the father and the provider. And so then now you are so bad, you so you can't be told nothing. That when the right man come. You lose them because you're trying to be the, the man. I was finna say yeah. Right. Man. Mm-hmm. Can we be equal? Oh, of course. Mm-hmm. Well, see, at the end of the day, I'm the neck. My man's the head. So he can't make any moves without his wife. You know what I mean? It mm-hmm. all works together. But you can't be the head of the house. you got to let the man be the head of the house. But it's a generational thing, and it's what we've been taught. To stand up, be strong, be the, you know what I mean? And a, a dude come, and you, everything about you is like a man.
1: What does that mean? Okay. And I'm sure a lot of you may have heard that clip already because she's been getting a lot of backlash from it. And that's one of the reasons why I decided to speak on it. Um, First thing, uh, when she was talking about the generational curse stuff, um, she said she didn't want to get into it. But I totally understood what she was talking about. She was talking about, you know, um, how society, especially uh, I'm pretty sure she was talking solely about the black community. And, uh, you know, society is always putting it, putting this image out there or this narrative out there that uh, black women don't need need a man and they need to be the provider. They need to be strong and stuff like that. And also just, you know, stuff going on, uh, the system of white supremacy and how um, it is towards black men uh, locking us up, cl- killing us, stuff like that. And how it's put the black woman um, in a position where they have to be solely the provider and single parents, uh, you know, um, if the black man is gone to jail, he come home, it's difficult for him to get a job. So if he has a lady, you know, she has to do all the, the providing, um, you know, money-wise, financially and stuff like that. And I definitely uh, agree with her saying that. And... um i also um one one thing that um stood out to me was uh when I first heard the clip, it had me thinking about um how I grew up and how i you know how i saw how I saw things and it it first you know began in in my in my household and how I saw the relationship with my parents and how they you know, how they interacted in the household and, you know, dealt with things. And my mother, she she was basically, in my eyes, like the lead of the household as far as per- taking care of a lot of the things. My dad, he had a good job. Uh, my dad, he, you know, he brought in good money. My mom brought in good money. But my mother, she was... Uh, she was more hands on with uh the raising of me and my older brother and stuff like that um i'm not sure about how much went on before i was born uh me and my brother six years apart but uh from the time that i can remember it was you know solely my mother doing you know all of the uh, child you know all the things that has to do with you know raising the child um taking me to uh, my sports events when I was in Boys and Girls Club, always at the stuff, um, cooking, uh, cleaning, stuff like that. Um, And, you know, I I only knew of my dad going to work, you know, coming home. He would do, like, you know, typical man stuff, you know, the yard work, stuff like that. But it was – I only saw my mother doing, like, a lot of the things, so – in my eyes growing up, um, it was kind of weird to me because I've always heard that a man has to be this way. And I knew a man had to be uh, the, fin- the financial support of a household. So that was always in my mind from seeing, you know, my dad going to work, coming home, you know, doing that type stuff. But seeing things throughout society um and you know hearing stuff as you know I went along growing up that you know the man was the head of the household but then that contradicted what I saw at home because it was kind of like um I saw more of my my mom doing things than my dad did and the older and older I got I, I noticed, like, even from the time that, you know, I was in high school and I started dating, I noticed that, and this is just in retrospect, me looking back and stuff and saying, a lot of the girls that I dated were, quote-unquote, strong or um, real outgoing and uh, to the point where, I was able to be like more laid back and just, you know, just being a cut or whatever. They, they kind of, they, they were, they was more outwardly in charge of things. And I would be just, I speak when I need to speak type, type thing. But then looking back and, and, and seeing how, um, I dealt with depression and all and basically from that time I was I first started dating all the way up to na- you know, now and stuff, dealing with depression and anxiety and stuff like that, that that kind of made even more sense because, you know, I'm seeing my mom be this way or whatever. So it was just more comfortable for me to just stay into the, you know, stay into that that box that I was already becoming familiar with. Um, and I noticed like, uh, even, you know, as a kid, like my mother, she will always, you know, uh, try to make decisions for me to the point where, uh, when I started getting older, it was, it became difficult for me to make decisions for myself because I was, I wasn't used to it or I wasn't allowed to. So it was always like when I was younger, uh, me and my mother would always bump heads because I would be rebellious to it a little bit because she was kind of like tried to shelter me or something like that. And I'm not new. I'm not sure if she noticed this, but you know, in retrospect, I noticed all this thing because being in therapy, you have to go back and and pinpoint certain things in order to start the healing process. So, yeah, as I was growing up. And then when I started going to therapy, I started seeing like, okay, yeah, this, this ain't this ain't me. Although I've always been outspoken, but I will only do it in certain instances. I wouldn't be as confident and stuff like that. But the more and more I've been going to therapy and stuff like that, I've been noticing that I've been uh, kind of rejecting that that contradiction that, I've I've seen all my life but at the same time I've been also coming to the conclusion that the the way society tells us a household should be is just not accurate it's not accurate for me and it's just it's not accurate based off of the the changing of times you know uh women are these days, women are even more and more in positions of, of power, um, and they've had so much uh, growth in that area where they had to to be leaders of households and leaders of businesses and stuff like that, that, you know, I look at it as though, you know, that that thing where a man has to lead 100% in any type of relationship romantically, whatever, it's just, it's just false, you know, because that's a, that, that almost comes from a, a place of, excuse me, that comes from that place of, you know, uh, that white male dominance, so, the way that society has conditioned, uh, these systems that's been in place, uh, that have uh, particularly black women, you know, in these uh, leadership roles, head of the household, stuff like that. And the narratives that's being put out there is to the point now where a lot of black men and women are are bumping heads. And when Fantasia starts talking about, you know, a woman should submit, it that's, you know, it was looked at in a negative way. Because so many women are just like, I'm not submitting to no man. Especially these days, you you have a lot of uh, women who are uh, running companies or in high positions or whatever. And then a lot of the men, the black men or whatever, uh, if they're not equal to the woman on the career level, then they see him as something, something is wrong with him. Or he's not worthy or he's not, as they say, on, on her level. <laughs> Which is which is weird but you know that's that's just how it is these days but as as I learn as I go through each each day or whatever and I you know look at things and I read things and stuff like that um we men and women just have a have a divide when it comes to uh, how they, how they absolutely look at things, um, the roles, you know, the roles and, you know, how society is telling us that we, we should be, and it, it's, it's keeping, it's keeping us from, you know, trying to get to a, a medium, and you have, um, Women thinking that submitting is giving up full control. And a lot of that that thought process of the, you know, giving up control is their lack of trust in men. Whether it comes from, you know, past experiences in other relationships or even uh, the relationship that they had with their dad. And I know a lot of women hate hearing that about, you know, daddy issues and stuff like that. But, I mean, it it is what it is. Just like with men having issues with with their moms and how that has been reflected in each and every relationship that they had with, with, you know, women that they've dated. It, It just is what it is. I mean, in my experience from dating and stuff a lot of the the women that I've come across and even outside of dating a lot of the women that I see they didn't have their dads in their lives or their parents were divorced and you know they saw their dads every once in a while or maybe every weekend or something like that so you see when you deal with them in in some form or fashion you see the kind of uh Things that's going on with them, whether it's, you know, a lack of trust or you know them not wanting to uh fully look at a man as being a a, ne- a necessity. Um, because you hear a lot of women saying, you know, I I I have my own car, I have my own job, I have my own place. What what I need a man for? So, you know, if if you always have that mentality, how do you think? when you actually have any type of interaction with a man, how that's going to go. And even with men, because a lot of men use that that submit or that submission as a form of control. A lot of men do. A lot of men, you know, if, if they know that a woman <clears throat> will easily submit to them, then they'll they'll use that to their advantage to get whatever the hell they want or need. <laughs> and I've I've seen it done. I've seen it done plenty of times. How is used as a form of control. So it's just not a woman looking at it from a negative aspect. It's actually a lot of men that look at it as a positive, but using it <laughs> in a negative way. You know, so it's it's difficult for, for uh, men and women to get together these days and to actually say that we're going to be in this relationship and we're going to work together. But, you know... Going back to the lack of trust, um, you just see, well, I, I know I see. I see a lot of women uh have difficulty with the the submission part because of and and actually letting a man lead in a relationship in any any aspect because, you know, their issues with their father. They, you know, their father was in and out of their life or they just never knew him. So they have a problem trusting men and it all stems from that moment and is perpetuated in every relationship that they had but they won't see it as coming from their dad because they never actually had any physical interaction with him. They will blame it or, or, or stem it from the men that they actually had physical interaction with which to a degree is not fair to that man and you know also it's not fair to them because they're they're continually uh going cycling that that pain that hurt that trauma that's that came from a place that they haven't even realized yet but you know even a lot of men though a lot of men have you know issues with their with their moms or they've seen certain things that their dad did with women and stuff like that, and they'll repeat that same cycle over and over again. So it's never a situation where these people, these two people that's trying to come together are really working together, and they will never be 100% in the relationship because they always waiting for something to go wrong where it will trigger that lack of trust, that control or whatever, and then they have to take a step back or, you know, They'll go to their good, good girlfriends and (laughs) they'll be talking about the same stuff over and over again. And then it's just a raging fire, just (laughs) burning and burning. And then you got the dudes out here doing whatever they doing. And we not having no conversations really about our feelings and stuff like that. So it's just we sitting there listening to each other and laughing and joking. (laughs) So it's just, you know, all around trauma fest but um that uh relationship with your parents is is definitely a important piece to you know how you deal or how you interact with the, your significant other and we just don't put too much stock in that um like I said I saw that I was continually in these situations where um, I was usually with more outspoken women and stuff like that, and to the point where it it would be I'll be in situations where I'll be triggered and I'll feel like this this girl or this woman was trying to be my mother, and then you know it'll spark something then. (laughs) <laughs> and then we we having an argument, or I ain't feeling it no more, or whatever you know it's just it's it's crazy, but um how I look at submission though is is like i said um in in relationships the way that i the way that I see them today is that I don't feel a man should be leading one hundred percent in a relationship. You know, um, because you're bringing two people together with two different perspectives, uh, experiences, skills, talents, gifts, and you know, you you're gonna need your your woman to pick you up at times. You're gonna need your your woman to support you and add value to the things that you may lack, and vice versa. You know, and. Um, a lot of times, you know, you'll have the man or the woman taking offense to uh, certain things that, you know, or just being jealous or envious of, you know, certain things that they may see as being better or what the person is trying to quote unquote force them to do or make them do and stuff like that. And a lot of times from my experience, when I... And this, this goes both ways, men and women. I've seen it on both sides. Uh, the way that we... The way that we we have people... The way that people look at us, that that plays a big role in the submission aspect. Like, a dude... <laughs> a dude will have a problem if if a woman is trying to, you know, give him advice or tell him something to do or whatever. And he... He'll be too worried about what his boy's going to think, you know, you ain't the man and all that. How oh, you got your lady telling you to do that or making you do that, stuff like that. And you see all this type of stuff in movies, TV shows, and everything. And then on the other side, you'll have, have the, the women, you know, if if they submitting to their man or doing whatever, who knows? Because it, it could just be the random thing and... As long as the person that's on the outside looking in is is triggered by it from their own experiences, they'll have something to say about it, and that's that. That seems like it's always the case. Uh, somebody on the outside is being triggered by something, on, from their friend or their their sister, cousin, whoever, and they'll project their feelings that that's coming from them being triggered onto. They're, you know their friend and stuff like that and then if if the if the person if the friend and stuff is not strong enough then they are going to you know think twice and be like hmm well no, nah, maybe I shouldn't be doing this you know the dude you know no nah, man I ain't I ain't doing this you ain't going to control me type stuff <laughs> you know so it's always going to be a situation where is 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 layers to to all of it you got to worry about you got the people on the outside looking in, trying to control you. You got your issues with how you was brought up, uh, your relationship with your parents or whoever raised you, and, you know, all types of outside influences. What's on TV, what's celebrity, you know, <laughs> it's, it's just so many out, outside influences that, that's trying to creep into your your relationship, but it's all about exactly what do you want what do you want what is making you happy you know uh do you actually know how to communicate with a person do you know how to listen because a lot of people do a lot of talking but nobody don't (laughs) be trying to listen so are you actually listening into your significant other what they have to say how they're feeling you know despite whether you disagree with it or not are you really listening to how they say they feel right now how are you making them feel are you making them feel a certain way you know you may not agree with it but you should understand it you should have some type of you know sympathy towards it you know so we got to start taking you know time to sit back and actually be present in the moment and if you're not going to go to therapy at least look, look at your parents Look at your parents, whoever brought you up. You know, take a second to go back and be like, hmm, where did I get this from? You know, where, why do I act this way? Why do I look at this this way? <laughs> you know, ask yourself a question. Ask yourself, why are you really, why is this stressing me out? Why when my man or why when my woman say, say this to me? Or why when they when they do this, why does it make me mad why does it why does it hurt my feelings you know and that'll help you kind of understand what you're going through and how did it come about you know and it's it's just so many layers I mean this this submission thing is, is crazy because it had me thinking about um the Tyler Perry movie uh what was it with Idris Elba three little three little girls or whatever, and when he started messing with Gabrielle Union and her friends found out, and they was just bashing her, like, what are you doing? I thought you was just having fun. He ain't, he He's not on your level. He's not your man. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, it's it's tough, man. It's tough out here to be in a relationship and you're solely focused on what society is telling you to do. Instead of you actually just figuring out who you are, what you like, how you what you how you want to feel, and you know going from there, you know because it's never gonna be uh, a easy situation. Because if 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 your man or woman is asking you to do something, they asking you to submit in a certain moment. If you're not comfortable with it, you know say you're not comfortable with it. If they gonna roll out. Then that's just what it's gonna have to be. They won the right person for you anyway. <laughs> but you know, that's that's here no day. Let me get to another clip because uh actually after all the, the controversy uh with, with her talking about submitting, uh her and her husband did a video together. And it's a little it's a little long, it's like six minutes, but I'm gonna play the whole thing so you can get the the full context of of uh, everything, let me find it, alright, let me see,
2: okay, so, um, we are, we talk a lot, I just got home, he just got home, we were in New York for Fashion Week, and then he had to fly out to go speak um, at the prisons. And I had to continue to keep working. So I went up to the breakfast club and I enjoyed it and
0: Proud of you too.
2: Thanks, babe. We just we were just wrapping it up and talking and I was speaking Yeah, so when I got back home He had kind of said something that piggybacked off what I was saying and I thought it was so dope coming from the male perspective that I felt like the male and the female shit here so
0: So here's the issue Submission is supposed to be a beautiful song and dance between two lovers. What's happened is men have abused that power. Forgive me, they've abused that gift. And we have been misled to think that it's something where it's a dominant spirit. And we we own every decision. We dictate everything. We rule with an iron fist. First of all, that's not love. Mm. What happens is in my marriage, let me not speak for everybody, my marriage, I submit daily to the most high. I stay in my scriptures. I continue to feed myself with things that help me build my character, to reshape my perspective that was messed up in the streets and dealing with different propaganda and programming and things like that so that I can come to my wife from a pure position. Mm-hmm. So when I do that and she sees me and she witnesses over time that it's an, it's an authentic demonstration, her heart is moved and softened and compelled to submit to me. Yeah. What does that look like? That doesn't mean that I dictate every decision. I don't walk around the house saying what we're going to spend, how we're going (laughs) to do it. We talk and we build. And I, I consider everything that's on her heart, her perspective, her position, her philosophy. I'll carefully weave that into my philosophy to figure out what's the best move for this family, keeping all of that in mind. Now, the moment I start to step outside of righteousness and I start to move from a place of emotion instead of analytics, she has every right to snatch that back because submission is a gift. Mm. When she sees me laying at the foot of the father, she has no reason to withhold that from me. Mm. The problem is this. Men are not found in positions of leadership handling it with integrity. How are you going to lead your wife if you can't balance a checkbook, if you don't know what's going on in the stock market? You don't have a sound understanding of the finances. You can't create a budget. You don't understand what's going on in the educational system in your community that's impacting your kids. In order to lead, you got to be so far ahead of your family that by the time they come to you with a situation or a problem, you've already dived into it, done your due diligence so that you can give leadership. Yeah. You don't leave from your genitals. You leave from a gentle place of understanding. And the more she trusts, the more she can let go of things that she don't have to deal with and focus on the things that edify her. It ain't about money. We both hustlers. It's not about a dollar-for-dollar dollar thing because we're one unit. Yeah. If I fall, she falls. If she falls, I fall. Submission is solely about trust.
2: I think when 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 women hear the word submission, we're like, what? Submitting. <laughs> yeah. With my husband, like he said, to piggyback off what he just said, it was what he demonstrated. Yeah, I mean, like, he didn't come in and say, alright, like he said, we're gonna, the budget is this, 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 for that, 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 this, and the third. I watched how he did things. I watched how he budgeted. I watched him, and then I slowly became <laughs> him, and you I submitted savage, in the, yeah, now I she think I'm savage. I'm more frugal than him. and And, and that's not even being like, got to be frugal because we don't have it it's just being smart and the word if you dig deep in the word with your with your with your partner you'll start to see a lot of things that we're talking about but yeah i i like that he broke that down because i'm a very strong woman i like what i like I, you know i'm very strong but when it comes to allowing him to cover and lead this home i sit back and allow him to do that and it makes me better wow that like
0: Lead by example. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If you want your wife to be humble, walk in humility. If you want your wife to forgive, you be quick to forgive. If you want your wife to consider, you know, following you down a a specific path, prove to her that you got the blueprint and that she's not following you to some unknown destination. My wife don't have to follow anything that she don't see me demonstrating. So master the thing before you go out and try to teach it. It's like sometimes you see cats as soon as they get a book and they read something, they start running trying to teach people on it, but you haven't applied it and going through the proven grounds of being able to master that information yourself. So leadership is a forward-thinking thing. And when you do that, women's natural instinct is going to be to trust to be able to submit their hearts. But again, this ain't a dominant thing. Nah. And I want my wife cold as me because if something ever happens to me, she don't like having they that conversation. She always say that. If something me. ever happens to me, she need to know how to get that bag. She need to understand where the money's at. She need to know how to ask the right questions. I ain't telling you to ask nobody nothing. You tell them what belongs to you. She can't do that if I'm controlling everything. So my wife needs to be a direct female reflection of the man that I am. Mm. Facts.
2: Come on now. You come on. You know, I always said the, the wise woman once told me, the older woman used to tell me, stop, boy. What up? Is the woman is the neck and the man is the head. And without the neck, the head can't move.
0: Two so, heads is just a head, but see how that works. <laughs> see how that works.
2: So, yeah. <laughs> um, and, and, and I'm going to end it with this. We ain't perfect. and We ain't trying to be perfect. We still nah, growing. Nah. And we just want to share. That with all those out there that's still growing and want.
0: And get clarity. Don't be trying to twist my wife's words up at the end of the day because I'm proud of her for standing.
2: They
0: try to do that? Man, whatever, Tom. At the end of the day, we want to make sure there's clarity to what she said and the understanding and be able to hear the force behind what she is saying so it don't get tangled and twisted. It ain't for everybody. Do your thing. But for women out there who truly desire that and men who want to step up to the call, we just want to take time out, make sure we bring clarity to our demonstration and hope that it's fruit for you in your lives and watch how God bless. Straight like that.
1: Okay. Um, yeah. That was their response to all the backlash that Fantasia was getting. <coughs> and her husband is an interesting dude. <laughs> I'll just say that <laughs> the way he spoke, but that's it, no that. But I agree with some things that that uh was said in that video not not everything cuz i still see a lot of what was spoken in that that video as the same old thing of of a man has to be the leader like that part where he said a man's supposed to be so many steps to uh ahead of his family that when they come to him or whatever i just don't agree with that the way that I look at things now is that, you know, I want to be side by side with with, you know, my lady. I was laughing a, a couple of weeks ago when I was watching uh coming to America when uh the king was sitting in the chair and he had his had, the queen was standing up beside him. I was like, "Damn. That's cold as hell. She can't even sit down." I would think that the woman would be sitting and the man would be standing up. You know, but that's just me, you know, and every everything is different for everybody, but I just wanna be in a situation where I actually wanna work together with somebody because I'm not gonna know everything. I may not know how to balance a checkbook, so what? She may know how to do it and that's cool because she can handle it as well as she can teach me. So if something happened and she can't do it, I can do it. But it don't always have to be a situation where the man know how to do everything and he's teaching a woman how to do it. That's just bullshit to me i mean I'm just being honest that's that's some that's some b s to me because a man doesn't know everything it's some strong smart ass women out here that teach you know teach men stuff it don't it don't always have to be a man knowing everything and teaching it to a woman that's just that's just retarded to me. Because there's no way, because I know there's plenty of women out here that can lift weights better than me, that can play ball better than me, that can write better than me, that can do a better podcast than me. But that don't make me, you know, (laughs) less than or anything like that. It ain't always a thing of a man, you know, teaching a woman how to do things, you know, I don't feel like a woman should be reflect, a reflection of her man, so to speak, you know, as far as having the same viewpoints and thoughts and doing things the same way. She can understand it. She can, you know, respect his viewpoints and his thoughts, but she can still have her own and still be in a good relationship with her man. It don't always have to be if I disagree with you then it's a problem you can agree to disagree and still have a good relationship but it's all about the respect factor you respect your woman for being strong and having her own viewpoint and vice versa what is wrong with that it don't always have to be a man says this and this how it should be done that's just retarded to me <laughs> i just don't i just don't see how I, it still goes on to this day but you know it is what it is. I just feel like you know, uh, you you bringing two individuals together supposed to be individual. They supposed to be two individual people coming together, being their own person, having their own paths and stuff. But you know, coming together to relate a relationship. You know, it's, it's people got to start being it, being their own self. Actually figuring out who they are and being it. You know, that that far ahead stuff, and then coming together type stuff is 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 not how I I agree with things you know because men we don't know everything you know uh when you're in a relationship your significant other is supposed to be there to support anything about you you know If, if if I'm happy in this moment my woman shouldn't be making me happy she should be supporting my happiness she should be adding to that happiness you know if 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 I'm trying to be in a bodybuilding competition or whatever, my woman is there for so su- support. You know, she's supporting me. She, you know, she, and vice versa. It, you know, it, it it has to be that way. It has to. It has to be a situation where two people are working together. Working together. You know that that submission part goes goes both ways. You know, if a woman. Decides that, you know, she want to go back to the school or whatever. That man should submit to her in that moment and be like, okay, babe, you know, I'm going to be here, support you, whatever you need. That's, that's submission right there. It's okay. <laughs> it always ain't got to be a dominant thing when it comes comes to men. And even women. Women, you have to let go. You have to trust. And if you can't trust, then there's something deeper going on there. And, you know. <sighs> but, you know, whatever works for everybody's relationship, but all I know is what I believe in. And I'm trying to work together and walk together. You know, I do. I do, though, uh, agree with the the leading by example as far as, you know, if I'm saying I'm going to I'm going to change or whatever. I'm going to I'm going to start doing better. I'm going, you know. Try to. Evolve into a different man. Okay. Do what you gotta do. Read more books, apply what you're reading, go to counseling, um, taking better care of your health, whatever. You know, that's that's leading by example, not necessarily to the point where you want your woman to do the exact thing, but you showing her that you know you can you can change by taking necessary steps whatever those steps are for you is, is best for you you know that's leading by example not saying okay well I'm about to since we're gonna start you know doing this doing this thing where we're gonna get healthy uh we're gonna start both drinking green juices every day and I don't care if you don't like it or not you're gonna drink it you know she might not want to drink no green juice. She might want to drink the red juice, you know? So, but the whole goal is to be healthy, right? All right. So, you know, it it it's just been coming up lately where I've been hearing a lot of stuff about if, you know, if you disagree with somebody, then that's just the end all, be all. It can't be that way. You're not going to always agree with somebody. You're not always going to want to do the same thing that your significant other do or your friends do. Or your parents do, your brother do, whatever, you know? Everybody has to start learning how to be themselves. What makes you happy? What makes you feel comfortable? What puts you in a good place? What is best for you? What's best for you? Who is the boss? Who is the boss of your life? Who is the boss of your life? (sighs) I'm done. (laughs) Yeah, this was a... uh, a good episode. I just I just wanted to um I saw that 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 uh clip pop up on on my social media, so I was like, let me just talk about it or whatever. I didn't do a typical outline like I normally do. I was like, I'm gonna just talk and just see and see what come out. <laughs> I'm gonna see how I'm how I'm truly feeling and how I'm gonna put these thoughts together. But it's definitely a, a interesting thing with with submission because you always hear that that negative aspect on it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Particularly, I mean, sorry to say this when it comes from women, and you know they they just don't want to they don't want to get that that thing up, man. And I just look at it like it's a it's a a lack of trust and whatever it gotta do with and this and like I said it's just from my experience. Um when you uh have those those daddy issues, and I hate to say it because I get tired of saying it just as much as y'all get tired of hearing it. But it it is and like like they be saying the proof is in the pudding. and. It's out there, but as I always state at the end of this podcast, download, listen, and delete. Download so I can get the credit, listen, and then delete it. It's it's just that simple. And keep giving me your feedback. I appreciate it. Um, Instagram, a taste to consider podcast. You can DM me. Also, check out greatestiamblog.com. I I just uh, wrote a new blog uh, uh, for Suicide Prevention Month. It is Suicide Prevention Month. Um, And let me give that that number out once again for uh, the Suicide Prevention Hotline. Let me find it. It's 1-800-273-8255. 1-800-273-8255. 1 800 273 8255. Once again, I have a new blog that's up on greatestiamblog.com. On Instagram, you can find me greatest.iamblog. Check it out. Let me know what you think. I appreciate all the love. I'm doing this for you, not for no likes or nothing like that. I'm really just a expression of my thoughts, my feelings. My experiences. Um, for all the Spotify users. Um, continue subscribing. Um, I'm also on Apple Podcast app. Google Play. And Stitcher. And I'm getting ready to end this episode off with a song. And for the Spotify listeners. If the song don't go through. If you don't hear no song after this episode. That means that they blocked it. But. As always, I will tell you what the song is, and you can listen to it if you want to, or you can go over to one of the other uh, podcast apps that I'm on and, you know, listen to the song. But, you know, I appreciate you all. Get at me. Let me know what you think about this episode. I (laughs) I welcome all discussions, no debates. And I will end this song off with Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell. You're all I need to get by, thank you.
3: Like sweet morning dew I took one look at you And it was plain to see You were my destiny